Hello and welcome to Middle Church Online. I am Natalie. I'm your digital minister here. We're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, it's been a wild week um, and let's just get right into worship, shall we? Let's take a deep centering breath together, remembering that God is as close as our very breath. And let us worship God. friends, Miss Sarah here. It is time for the message for all ages. I would like to invite our young and young at heart to scooch a little closer to the screen because this message is for you. As I'm filming today, it is November 1st. So this is past me speaking to future you. In two days from where I am now, there will be the US presidential election. I'm not sure what the outcome will be, but maybe by the time you're watching this, you know. How are you feeling, friends? Have you heard the grown-ups talking? How are your grown-ups feeling? I encourage you to turn towards each other now, to let those around you know how you feel. Maybe you're having good feelings, or maybe you're having bad feelings, or maybe you're having both. Whatever it is that you're feeling, past me prays that future you can feel held today. That you can know that you are loved and cared for. Today, you'll hear Reverend Dr. Jackie preach about letting justice roll down like water. I hope that you will listen. Because no matter where future us has landed, there is so much more work to be done. And I believe in the revolutionary power of you. Will you pray with me, friends? Dear God, wherever we are now, please let us know we are held by you. Give us the strength 
and the guidance on our continuous journey towards justice. Help us listen. Help us do. Help us be. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. 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 We are marching. We are marching. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching. We are marching. Hi, my name is Wesley Rowell, and I am an intern and a member here at Middle, and this is Middle in Two Minutes. On Tuesday, November 10th, we are having a queer roundtable at 7 p.m. For more information, email info at middlechurch.org. And on the next day, Wednesday, November 11th, Queer Black Men in the Middle is meeting at 7.30 p.m. And for more information on this, please email middle at gmail.com. Also on Wednesday, November 11th, we are having our monthly new members gathering at 7 p.m. And you can register for this at middlechurch.org. Lastly, as we approach the holiday season, we are ever mindful of those who are grieving. Please sign up for a three-week grief group led by Reverend Amanda. The first gathering is Thursday, November 12th at 6 p.m. For more information on this group, go to middlechurch.org. And please note that participants in this group are asked to make a three-week commitment. And that's middle in two minutes. Let us pray. Lord, today we are reminded of the words of the Constitution of the United States of America, which are a prayer and a promise, a prayer and a promise that did not envision many of us, yet it is a prayer and a promise that we can fulfill. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all people are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Lord, hear our prayer. God, we give you thanks for life, for waking us up this morning, for our breath, for the tension dropping from our shoulders. We pray for the lives of children still separated from their parents. We pray for the lives of those unjustly accused and imprisoned. We pray for Black lives ended too soon by state-sanctioned brutality. We pray for the lives lost and still being lost in this global pandemic. Lord, hear our prayer. God, we give you thanks for liberty so that we might not only free ourselves, but that we may also show others freedom. Freedom in Nigeria, and freedom in Thailand, and freedom in Poland, and yes, freedom in Pennsylvania, and freedom in Michigan, and freedom in Georgia. Free us from racism, and sexism, and xenophobia, and homophobia, and transphobia. Make us freedom fighters, Lord. Hear our prayer. God, align our pursuit of happiness with a pursuit of justice. Help us continue to be your hands, and your feet, and your heart in this world. Lord, we give special thanks today for the black women in our lives, the mothers, 
and grandmothers and aunties and sisters and friends and lovers and bosses and vice presidents, Lord. Thank you. Transform us by the renewal of our minds until all of God's people hold all of these truths to be self-evident. In your many magnificent names we pray. Amen. And now please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Pray it in the way and the language you know it, or pray with me the inclusive version found in our bulletin. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign comes, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Sweet. 
action verb not just a word to abuse and take a lightly just said to be heard and everyday actions and reactions those are chances in making love actually active Today's scripture comes from the book of Amos, verses 18 through 24. Alas, for you who desire the day of the Lord. Why do you want the day of the Lord? It is darkness, not light. As if someone fled from a lion and was met by a bear, or went into the house, placed a hand against the wall, and was bitten by a snake. Is not the day of the Lord darkness, not light, and gloom without brightness in it? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the well-being offerings of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. 
I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We did this. We did the thing. Yesterday when I uh, saw the news and as I'm sure as you did, we, you know, there was dancing in my house. There was jumping up and down. There was a woot, a woot. Uh, yesterday was an alto woot. Um, it was not a, a falsetto woot or a culture soprano woot. It was a nice alto stone sustained woot. Cause I'm so, so, so proud of all of the work that we did to get us here. This is a day of celebration. It's a day of celebration of democracy. It's a day of celebration of all the many hands and feet that marched and did all the things. Nanny Helen Burroughs uh, was a black suffragette and um, uh, taught, uh, opened a, a school of girls and taught the girls that they were able to do more than they could ever imagine, that they were uh, wholly able to do the exceptional. Uh, we specialize in the holy impossible, is what she told them. We specialize in the holy impossible. And we did that, friends. 74.5 million people went to the polls and voted for Biden and Harris. We did the thing. You signed 35,000 postcards. You made another 15,000 tweets and phone calls. Those are just the ones we know about. You served as poll chaplains. Uh, Natalie Perkins held a training. You served as poll workers. Calissa was there. Isaac was there. Susan and Claudia were there. You delivered postcards to make sure that they got in the hands of the folks who needed them. Thank you, Paul, for getting on your bike and riding around Manhattan. Not only that, you made financial donations to candidates and you made phone calls. You showed up and made an ofrenda on the steps of Middle Church, my beautiful hablamos friends, muchísimas gracias for this work. You stayed there eight hours to do a prayer vigil, then hosted another vigil online. Till midnight, Amanda took love to Fox News, my people, on the night of the election. You did so many pieces of beautiful work in your Twitter, in your Facebook, in the phone calls that you made to your family and your friends, we did this. We did this together. And we can celebrate and we can rejoice and we can be glad because even though half of our nation, half of our nation still voted for the incumbent, whose name I'm not discussing today, another half of our nation said enough with tyranny, enough with fascism, enough with hatred, enough with with blatant racism, enough with Muslim bans, enough with taking ourselves out of global partnerships like, I don't know, NATO and the Paris <laughs> Climate Accord, enough with being a bully, enough with grabbing, you know, vaginas, enough with rape accusations, enough with the divisiveness, enough with the discourse of violence, enough with the knee on the necks of black people, enough with putting children in cages and not being able to even find their parents to reunite them. We said, we, the people said no. We said no. We said no. And we said no because we know what's right. We said no because we know What's justice? We said no, because we understand what just love looks like. I'm excited and I'm curious. I'm delighted and I'm confused. I'm rejoicing and I'm also pensive, reflective. What, what didn't happen? What are the questions we didn't ask? What, what's a conversation I didn't do well enough? I, Jackie, to have one more heart change toward love, to have one more heart move toward justice. What, what happened so that 
half of our neighbors pulled a lever that included violence, hatred, vitriol, included lies, included self, self congratulations and narcissism that included as long as I get mindness. I don't think all the people who pulled the lever for the incumbent are like the incumbent. But there is something I'm wondering about, I'm wrestling with. So I'm gonna do my dance today and celebrate today. I'm gonna take John out for a walk in the park. We are going to take ourselves out to a socially distanced dinner. And I'm gonna celebrate. I'm gonna celebrate that when George Floyd cried out for his mama, mamas answered. Black mamas, indigenous mamas, white mamas, Latinx mamas, Asian mamas, all answered. Trans folks answered, all the folks answered, queer folks answered, we listened, we showed up, we heard the cry for help and we showed up. And I'm thinking, as we celebrate, there's, there's something else to do. There's something more to do. And that's, and that's how we get to the place where justice is rolling down like righteousness, like a mighty stream. We get to this place because we keep on moving. We, we keep on listening. We listen to Amos, who was a shepherd, who was a shepherd before God tapped him into prophetic service. We listen. We listen to him writing to the people in the North, the North, the wealthy people in the North, the 10 tribes in the North, in Israel. He's writing to them, not like other prophets saying that they broke covenant with God, but he's actually saying that they broke covenant with each other. He's saying they broke the natural law, the natural law that Amos believed was embedded in the heart of every human being. That thing that our founders called the inalienable rights of life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, healthcare, well-being, goodness. Hamas believed that all of the human beings had that sort of implanted in their DNA and that they were breaking covenant when they weren't taking care of each other. He was writing especially about economic justice. That was his thing. He says that there were kind of three levels of poverty in the time. There were the doll. The folks who, who owned a little something, maybe they had a car, they were renting a studio apartment in Manhattan. Maybe they had three roommates so they could pay their bills. Those were the doll using credit cards to make ends meet. And then there were the Indian, the people who owned nothing, the day workers who picked grapes and olives, the farm workers who had no, you know, no, no, no real status. They had no union protecting them. They worked all day, maybe three jobs to make ends meet. And then there were the, the anti, the homeless, the ones who lived in their cars, who moved their cars around so the police wouldn't snatch their children and put them into you know, family services. These were the ones who showed up in shelters and showed up in churches and churches wouldn't even like welcome them because they were smelly and icky and you know what I'm talking about. Three levels of poverty. And Amos's words directed to the wealthy, the ones who made frequent trips to Samaria where all the good people went to the hotels in Samaria, to the gambling places in Samaria, to the golf clubs in Samaria, to the church for the wealthy in Samaria, where the music was high and nobody perspired and nobody shouted and nobody got happy. These were the, the wealthy people who, who, who would contract with the poor to do the work but renege on the contracts. You know what I'm talking about. The wealthy people who, as long as their friends and family and close ones amassed wealth in the stock market, they didn't care about the poor people. These were the people who squashed the dreams of the poor, who closed the door on the poor, who cared not about the health, the health and well-being of the poor, the ones who only worried about the Tao. And so they oppressed and squashed and smashed and stepped on the heads of the ones below them. And Amos was really deeply concerned about this wealth gap. He was concerned about the self-interest of the rich who, when they got through beating down the disenfranchised, took themselves 
to festivals and worship and pray to God and thank God for their good fortune. Because of course they were destined, of course they were blessed, of course they were chosen, of course they were the ones designed to benefit. Amos was criticizing empire religion, my friends. He was criticizing the smashing up of religion with white supremacy. They were, they were not the ones they've been waiting for, but they believed they were. They were the ones who turned justice, Amos said into one word, and threw righteousness on the ground. They prayed to the Lord, they thanked God for the Lord, they did rituals to the Lord, they did all the things to, to <laughs> except they weren't just. <laughs> They weren't kind. They weren't loving. They weren't peaceful. Amos said when they prayed for the day of the Lord, when they lifted up their voices and made their sacrifices, what was coming their way was as though a, if a lion was chasing a man and the man ran instead into the arms of a bear, that there was nothing good gonna come from their prayers and their sacrifices. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are stinky to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings, I will not accept them. Amos says, this is God's indictment of these folks. I will have no regard for them. Away with your songs, away with your, away with your hearts, away with your bells away with your taking sacrament, but instead let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Here's what God wanted from the people, justice and righteousness, misbat and sedekah. The phrase, here's a fancy word, is a hendiitis, a hendiitis. One idea in two words. Mishpat means justice, the rule of law, it means judgment. And when you pair it with sedekah, when you pair it with righteousness, it means God's law, God's justice, God's values, God's economy, God's hope, God's peace, well-being and shalom for all of the people. It means a culture of abundance. It means a culture in which everyone has enough. It means freedom and liberty and all for the least of us to the greatest of us. It means, it means what is high being made lower and what is low being lifted up. It, it means socialism, honey. It means there's enough for everyone, enough healthcare for everyone, enough food on everyone's table, enough safety. It means no more mandatory sen sentences for smoking pot. It means people that are in jail get out and become um, resuscitated, redeemed, rescued from bondage. It means no more crimes against black bodies that jogging while black and walking while black and working while black and being traffic stopped by black doesn't become a death sentence. It means no more snatching of children from their mother's arms. It means no more snatching of women's wombs from their bodies. It means no more handcuffed children because they're sassy to the teacher. Justice rolling down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. This means on earth as it is in heaven, my friends. And this means, though we are rejoicing today, and I am partying with the best of us, that we're just not finished. We're just not finished. We're not finished until we understand why 70 million of our brothers and sisters don't get the dream, don't understand God's dream. We're not finished until when we sit at our Thanksgiving table with our families and we're able to say, what? What are you dreaming about? What, what are you hoping for? That we can create a shared story, a shared narrative, a shared vision for a heal and hold America and a heal and whole world. We're not finished. Until we understand that we are really actually inextricably connected one to the other. That when, when, a, child, when a child in Appalachia is hungry, my stomach growls. When the child in Detroit still doesn't have clean water to drink, you're thirsty. When a queer couple is still, still harassed just for being in love with one another, that all of us feel heartbroken. 
We're not finished until we put down the guns. We're not finished until we took, put down the fight. We're not finished until we make peace everywhere when everyone rejoices because we create a shared understanding that isn't so much about red and blue, but it's everything about human. And that natural law that Amos expects us to have in our hearts, whether we're Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish, atheist, agnostic, human means inextricably bound. Human means understanding that Mama Earth is our responsibility. Human means that we are stewards of this creation. And let me just tell you, my friends, your board, your staff, when, when Kaliswa gets up at five o'clock in the morning and goes to the polling station and finds nobody there and organizes to make it happen with the, with the other volunteers that she found in her community at Middle Church, when Kaliswa puts a tweet in the world and you get a Laura Thomas making sure that we can activate somebody to run that polling station because she's a lawyer for the ACLU. And then Graham Ashcraft takes donuts and coffee to the people. That's what your staff is all about. That's what this team is about. That's what this congregation is about. We are not gonna shrink down in these times. We're not going to close down in these times. We're going to expand and stretch out into our, our job as peacemakers and well-makers and way-makers. We're the ones we've been waiting for. We're the ones who know how to bring people into conversations about anti-racism, about LGBTQ justice, about reviving our economy. We're the ones who know how to convene leaders and set tables so that we can make America loving, fair, and just for the very first time. So you're gonna hear us asking you to partner up to join up while we, while we seek to expand the staff, not shut it down, while we seek to make more small groups, not less groups, while we seek to make worship more powerful and intimate so that all of us can feel organized by the holy, while we seek to give out more money so people can pay their bills, while we seek to celebrate more black excellence and black healing. Honey, we are on the move. Turning this moment into a moment where we grow even more profoundly our movement for love and justice, where everyone is welcome to come to the table to learn how to create a culture in which all of us can survive and thrive. It's a day of rejoicing and it's a day of recommitting and it's a day of setting our faith and our resources and our time and our treasure and our hearts to growing our movement of love and justice so that every place in this nation looks like middle and every place around the globe understands what it means to do just love. This is our calling. This is my prayer. This is what's next. May it be so. Hi, Middle Family, Natalie Runyon here. I was invited to give the Join the Movement message to share some of the examples of the anti-racism work that I've been involved in outside of the walls in Middle Church in corporate workspaces. If you go on my LinkedIn profile, you'll see in the headline that I call myself an anti-racist in training because I know as a white person, this is a lifelong journey. And Middle has been the central place where I have learned about racism, I have learned what an anti-racist looks like and how to care front racist comments. To give you a few examples of the work that I've been involved in in corporate workplaces, over the summer I led a book club discussion on the book White Fragility uh, with about 30 women from New York, Dallas, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. I also had the opportunity to interview Jackie for an article targeting legal employers, advising them on five actions they could take to create anti-racist workplaces. And then finally, I joined a committee over the summer with middle members, Jim Johnson and Kim Irvin, exploring setting up an investment account for reparations where members of the middle community could go and share their assets for future payouts 
of reparations on behalf of middle. I invite you to start your own journey and continue your own anti-racist journey at Middle Church. I also invite you to join this movement. You can do so by going to middlechurch.org and in the top right-hand corner, clicking on the join button. In addition, you can fuel this movement because we need your gifts in order to continue Middle's just love. And what I mean by just love is the kind that's based on behavior according to what is morally right and fair. We need your gifts to fuel this movement. You can go to middlechurch.org and click the donate button. You can also find us on Facebook and donate there. You can text your donations to 917-924-4666 and find us on Venmo using the handle at Middle Collegiate Church. Thank you so much in advance for your gifts. Thank you for all the work that you do. And I look forward to working with you now and in the future to show the world what just love is. It won't be long till the dream is reality. Everyone would have just what they need. We would all walk beside one another and recognize that we're all
God, thank you for giving us a vision of when love rules this world. Bless our financial resources and our gifts of time and volunteering that we offer to you this week. Enable our lives to be reflections of your love and enable our actions to be reflections of your rolling justice. In your many names, we give thanks. Amen. God's gonna set this world on fire. God's gonna set this world on fire one of these days. Hallelujah. God's gonna set this world on fire. God's gonna set this world on fire one of these days. I'm gonna sit at the welcome. if you were ever sitting with us in the worship planning room, you'd hear us love this song and some of us worry about the lyrics about God setting the world on fire. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> John Dorquinto. Um, listen, everybody, thank you so much for coming to worship today. It really matters to us that you're here. Um, we are called, Middle Family, to uh, the place that we're in right now. We're the place where our wonderful Amanda gets asked to go on Fox, Fox, <laughs> because she's who she is. This mom from Kentucky who's progressive in a world where some folks like her aren't. We are called because where we are, Paul on his bike, Calissa, Natalie, Isaac in the voting booth, y'all writing postcards in the streets, taking pictures, singing the songs, doing the thing. We're called because we're us. And I think it's no coincidence that our name is Middle Church right now. We're gonna do all the things to keep training leaders, to keep creating a place that's welcoming and loving for all the people. We're gonna to turn toward our 70 million neighbors who have no idea, at least not enough of an idea, that love can be like this. And we are gonna convert them to just love. Yes, we are. Yes, we are so that this song belongs to all of us. Everybody be glad because the sun is shining just for us. Everybody wake up into the morning into happiness. Hello world, because it's a different day, way of living now. And thank you world, we always knew that we'd be free somehow. In harmony, we'll show the world that we have liberty. It's such a change for us to live so independently, independent of tyranny, of fascism. We are going to sing this song as a nation because we're going to get free. Because justice is gonna roll down like waters and righteousness like a never ending stream and we're gonna make it happen together. I love you, have a beautiful day. Can you feel the brand new day?
Everybody look around, cause there's a reason to rejoice, you see. 